0: This is way right. I mean, this is way right. This is wow. 100
1: yards right. Two perfect shots, Michael. You got me in the water on one and over the green on the other.
2: The ball itself has its own energy,
3: or life force, if you will. Its natural environment is in the home. So why don't you send them home? His bags are packed. He's got his airplane tickets.
2: Bring him to the airport.
3: We are on to day three of the Minnesota Golf Show, which is also the final day. This is the Break 80 Podcast, and we are live here at the Josh Arnold Investment Consultant Podcast stage. Stoud's here, joined by Top 100 Tim and Sided Mike. New day means new guest, and joining us this morning is PXG Fitting Specialist Ryan Livinggood. How's it going, guys? It's going great. Thanks um, for having me. How's your time been so far here at the golf show?
0: It's been great. It's been great. This is actually our first year attending, and I think it's safe to say we'll, uh, we'll be back. So, been busy every day, a lot of great conversations, and uh, great to meet some, some more passionate golfers in, in Minnesota. Well, we just got done doing a little
3: semi like you know, maybe call it mini fitting. A little taste. Little yep. taste of what a fitting like is, is with Ryan. So maybe you can start with that. Um, we'll get into the brand in, in PXG, but since we're coming fresh off that fitting, maybe talk to us a little bit uh, on how you do that process. Obviously, there's a bunch of different golfers and golfer types, body types, swing speeds in the world. Um, what is your process?
0: For sure, for sure. Well, PXG is certainly a different business model than other golf equipment manufacturers out there. We don't stock in any big box stores. It's all direct to the customer through our own retail stores. We have one over in Edina. Uh, We've got 22 spread across the country. Uh, And we also have a whole mobile presence where we've got our our mobile fitting specialists traveling around in in the van and visiting different golf courses. So we really pride ourselves on a a tour level fitting experience. We've got more shaft options than than anybody out there. We use TrackMan. Um, And I think the biggest misconception, something I hear, every single day is I'm not good enough to play PXG or I'm not good enough for a custom fitting. And I preach nonstop that, uh, you know, I can make an argument that getting fit and playing proper golf equipment is more important for mid to to upper handicap levels. You know, if you're a scratch golfer, you can time anything up you're going to hit the middle. Um, you're going to make it work. So really what it's all about for us is, is, is forgiveness and, and, and getting you in the right setup. So, um, it's it's fun. We we always compare against their current uh, their current setup and um, give it an honest comparison, and it can make a huge difference. It's over half the battle is, is just getting the right uh, properly fitted golf clubs in your bag. Well, we can attest to it because one of the three of us up here
3: hit the hazel and went kind of straight. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. Like, I almost like to look a little bit more at the ones you miss it compared to the ones you hit perfect. So. <laughs>
2: Just never miss hit them. That makes your job easy. Yeah,
0: that'd be nice. I wish we were all robots. I wish we hit the middle of the face every single time, but um, certainly not the case with my game.
3: Well, let's talk about the brand. Let's talk about kind of the beginnings. For sure. Founder. Yep. Any stories that go, I mean, it's it's uh, it's known as a bold, you know, at least when it first came out, elitist kind of a brand that many people were maybe scared of a little bit in a way because sure. it's, it's, you know, for the, for the different type of golfer so maybe start with that and
0: absolutely yeah pxg was founded in 2014 by bob parsons um mr parsons initially founded godaddy.com uh, he sold godaddy for multiple billions and he was just golf obsessed um he was actually spending six figures a year on his own golf equipment, his personal golf equipment. <laughs> that we, be, we, he's almost catching Tim. We, we've, got it. <laughs> we've got it from an inside source. He'd show up to the big box, and he'd just buy everything. And I guess when you're worth multiple billions, you can you can do that and does it uh, doesn't keep you up at night. But uh, he could never really find anything that blowed him away. And long story short, he became good buddies with a guy by the name of Mike Nicolette. Uh, Mike was one of Ping's top engineers, and he just started picking Mike's brain on, on what would be possible in golf club design uh, and R&D if you really removed all restraints. So no budget, no time limit, just pour as much resource into these things uh, as you need to. You got endless money, you got as much time as you need to do it. Do you think we could make something better um, than what's out there currently? And Mike thought, well, he probably could. Um, because before PXG, like you said, you're given a budget to stay within. You're given a release date that you need to hit. And um, Mike took a, a big leap of faith. He left his job, went to work for Bob Parsons. So that was employee number one. He brought with him his right hand man, Brad Schwaggert. and uh, those two they went to work. And so really, it's it's an R and D company, it's kind of how it started. Um, and the brand has evolved and, and changed a, a ton over the years. Another thing I hear on a day to day basis is. I can't afford PXG. It's, it's way too expensive. And there was a time where um, that was probably true for a lot of golfers. <laughs> you know, it was three times as expensive as the next guy from, I don't know, probably 2014 to at least 2019. Um, but we've evolved as a brand uh, and really expanded our, our target market to uh, uh, maybe what used to be the one percenter to really anybody and everybody who, who golfs. So we've got uh, – something for every budget we got drivers right now that start at 200 and go all the way up to 650 so there's a whole range uh we we can work within any budget so the brand's it's growing a lot um and it's been been fun to be a part of and watch that evolution
3: what about uh you know when we, when we watch tour golf you know we watch the tour golf and kind of who represents the brand of, of pxg mm-hmm. um one that we find kind of odd that fits with them is, is Zach Johnson. And one of the things that Bob we hear is from Iowa. Correct. Yep. Um, and so how did that relationship?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So Zach Johnson's from Iowa. Bob Parsons is from Iowa. Um, they were golfing together, I believe at Elmcrest. Um, and Zach was, yeah, one of the, one of the early adopters of PXG. Bob really wanted to, uh, Wanted to get the hometown boy, so I can't confirm or deny if this is true. So, don't. <laughs> I, wasn't. I don't know if Bob will listen to this. <laughs> don't hold me to it. But the story goes they were they are out golfing together, and this is early on in PXG. Bob wanted to get the ball rolling. He wanted ZJ, handed him a blank sheet of paper, said, "Write down your number. What's it going to take?" And Zach was a free agent at the time. And I guess Zach wrote down an undisclosed amount, and Bob Parsons didn't even look at it, folded it in half, put it in his pocket, shook his hand, and said welcome to the team
2: <laughs> so we uh tim and i at the john deere spent a lot of time right next to the putting green and you know jack johnson's probably most notable club is the seymour putter sure that he used for two majors and forever he didn't have it he had like a they must have custom made oh, yeah.
0: first one that looks just like it but the PXG <laughs> one. no doubt no doubt yeah the infamous seymour no doubt um yeah, we got one that's kind of similar, like it that uh, that we're bringing out to the market here as well. But um, yeah, when you're Zach Johnson, we can we
1: can make you just about anything. Yeah, tons of expansion too in in the company. I saw golf balls came out this this year, about a year ago. Okay, about a year ago to the day. So yeah,
0: getting into the golf ball market. It's a as you guys know it's a it's a tough market to break into, but but we're excited about it. Um, it's it's a premium golf ball. It's done really well. Um, we might be having more models come out soon. Right now it's just the one model, but it fits a very wide range of, of golfers. Um, a lot of spin, a lot of grab around the greens, softer compression golf ball. Um, so we're, we're excited about it and only going to continue to expand. So that was a question we got asked for a long, long time. When are you going to come out with a golf ball? When are you going to come out with a golf ball? And um, I think Mr. Parson said we're never going to come out with a golf ball. Actually, he said we're not going to come out with a golf ball until – it's better than a Pro V1, a Pro V1X. Does, we're yeah, not, We're not gonna come out with it unless it's the best on the market. So they got it to that point, and that's when they dropped it. Maybe he has enough money to change the USGA and the r and mind about the rollback.
2: Right. Yeah. <laughs> that was
1: that was going to be my next question. Where does that golf ball go now? Because we're we're kind of staring down the barrel of this gun. Twenty twenty eight is going to come up here pretty quick for the the amateur golfer and mm-hmm. and the ball rollback. Or there are there already talks about what that golf ball is going to look like from PXG when that happens. I'm sure they're working on it. I'm sure they're working on it. It's above my pay grade, but
0: uh, we'll manage. Um, these kids are just getting faster and faster. They're going
1: to make up for that uh, that loss in no time. But Do you do golf ball fittings as well? I know that is a little bit of a, a missed area within golf. So many sure. people think, let's do irons, let's do drivers, but so much spin is, is golf ball dictated. 100%. 100%.
0: Yeah, yeah. So right now, like I said, we just have the one model. Um, again, it... it slogan is one ball that does it all so it it fits a lot of golfers but (laughs) again i think we'll maybe have an additional model here in the future and that'll be a a key piece of it but all the fittings that we conduct at our store are are with the pxg golf ball and um, we're always happy to compare what they
1: got in their bag and give them our honest feedback i was gonna say mike hitting the the pxg golf ball with pretty low spin with with the driver golf ball combo earlier today and carrying it what 310 i don't know he's moving it
0: trying
2: you Let's know talk
1: about that uh, 220 yard 7 iron you had yeah, how <laughs> ridiculous was that well trying you know the Gen- old the old game improvement iron goes a long ways from PXG yeah. uh, genetics are undefeated tim <laughs> they've never lost it can PXG fit me into new genetics <laughs> <laughs> um, i was going to ask what's I, your i have an unlimited budget for new genetics yeah. there you go right
3: what's the uh, the the latest come out from your maybe your driver mm-hmm. and your irons and Maybe wedges, and then I do want to get into the one thing here, um, an underlooked part of fitting is is a putter. Yeah. So I want to get to that kind of, but maybe run through some of your, you know, 2024
0: releases. For sure, for sure. So exciting time for us. We just released a new lineup of drivers, fairways, hybrids, uh, the Black Ops. Uh, We're pumped about them. I think PXG still has a perception uh, of being an iron company. And I think this driver is a huge turning point for us uh, in the category. Our driver has gotten considerably better um, with every single generation, but we've really got something special with, with this black ops. So um, super excited about that. We've got two different options for the head. Um, we've got the 0311. That'll be what probably 80% of players fit into. Incredibly forgiving, still pretty low spin, um, but forgiving without sacrificing ball speed. Uh, and then we also have the Tour One driver. Um, that'll be for maybe that higher speed guy, that higher spin guy, maybe a little bit better player, but just an absolute spin killer. So I really love that one. Super compact um, shape, and uh, I'm a guy who's always struggled with with spin. So um, doing some initial testing myself, I'm, I'm excited to put that one in my bag. That carries through through the through the fairway woods, through the hybrids. Um, iron-wise, our latest is, is still the old 311 Gen 6. Um, and really, you know, what makes our iron special, back in 2014, we pioneered this hollow-headed iron. I'll try not to go into too much tech and, and geek out, but pioneered this hollow-headed iron. We fill that with a high-density polymer material. So that allows us to make the face really, really thin, creates more of that trampoline effect, ball speed, forgiveness, all that good stuff. So thinnest face in golf by a long shot always has been. Um, And you get tons of tungsten on the perimeter. So we were able to save a lot of weight by shaving that face down, move it to the perimeter, more forgiveness,
1: more stability. Um, That's what it's all about. You'll hear me talk about forgiveness quite a bit. And you've got some of those cut in half over there I saw. Yeah. You can see that, Phil. It, yeah. It was, it was very interesting. I I wasn't expecting that much of it to have that mold on the inside. Yeah, for
0: sure. For sure. They send us that just to, to get a visual. And uh, it was funny. You asked me the question, how, how do they get that polymer in there? And I said, uh, that's for guys who are a lot smarter than me to figure out. But uh, it's funny you asked that because I remember um, one Bob Parsons story. There's a lot of Bob Parsons stories, but – um. He was like, you ever see those those ships in in the glass bottles? Like, you ever wonder how they they get the ships in those glass bottles? Like, I guess so. He's like, they don't tell you, right? I think that's 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 <laughs> the secret. The magician doesn't. Give they, away just secret, so. they just show up They just show up.
1: So, however they did it, and it's uh it's been working out. I'm looking at the wedges here, too, and I see that uh, they have grooves from where I missed the ball today right next to the hosel to <laughs> where Mike misses the ball right on the toe. Oh, yeah. And that's a that's a big seller for PXG as yeah. well.
0: Yeah, for sure. Different visual. We rolled that out in our our latest wedges. And it um, takes a lo- little bit of getting used to visually for some players, but it's it's been great. It helps retain a lot of that spin when you miss it toe side. And I know I like hitting it off the toe. So
2: Is the weight in those wedges –
0: changeable can you add add more weight to it for sure yep yep so again pretty unique to pxg and irons and the wedges um we have that that large disc weight in the back so when you go and get fit that'll be something your 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 fitter runs through with you um like we were talking about whether you 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 know if you add length to a shaft if you remove length if you go with a, a larger grip these are all things that um actually affect the weight of the golf club make it play heavier or lighter than it's than it should be Uh, that allows us to you know account for those types of changes but also just really dial it in based on your feel like i add a little bit more weight to my wedges compared to my irons a lot of players like a little little heavier wedge so um, it's super super custom everything from the shaft to the loft to the lie the
1: bounce the weight the grip everything Can you give our our listeners here in the Midwest suggestions on things like the like the grind, like the bounce for conditions here and then uh, maybe what a player in Texas would prefer or need or somewhere somewhere in drier conditions? For sure. For sure. Yes. We've got
0: we've got two bounce options uh, in the wedges. Ten degrees and, and thirteen degrees, so I'd call it like a mid bounce and, and a high bounce. And thirteen, wow, that's, yeah, that's big. We saw a lot of them. I mean, I, I know the camp. I think bounce is generally your friend. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so firmer conditions, you know, a little bit lower bounce. Softer conditions, a little bit higher bounce. How you, your attack angle has a lot to do with it. Are you a picker? Are you a digger? Um, so there's a lot of things that you know. Get taken into account when deciding the, the correct balance. I think 10 is is super versatile, works in a variety of different turf condi- conditions, tighter lies, etc. But, um, you know, I love having that 13 degrees of bounce on like my 50 and my 54, where clubs I'm really swinging more full at uh, just get a little bit more forgiveness
1: there. And
2: in Minnesota, we get it all. We get dry, we get for wet, sure. so you kind of need that just middle of the road. Versatility. Do you yes, sir. know,
1: because Zach Johnson just at a, a wedge player, a generational wedge player, and I think Mike would even agree on this. Even though you know he, he badmoused yeah. I/O every chance he laid he up. He
2: laid <laughs> up at Augusta on every single par and five, and he made just birdies to hit, just, every time. We, just to hit wedges. Play <laughs> your game, so no. under
1: par, no. No. playing smart, but no really known for great wedge work. I'm curious if no, yeah. you've got his numbers on what he plays for for wedges. Yeah,
0: and those. I'd, I'd have to. I'd have to check on that. I think he plays 52, 56,
1: 60. I'm not sure on that. Oh, the balance. there you go. It's the uh, what I've been the magic gaps in there, the, yes, sir. The magic trio. Yep. And, and then ten? Do you think ten bounce or thirteen for? Or does that vary? He's probably a lower bounce guy. I would yeah. guess. I, mean, I would guess he's a little.
0: And you know, generally, lower handicap players might gravitate towards a lower, a lower bounce. Up. Not, not always. And we,
2: those tours are it. Those guys are in the tour van. That's what Depending on the golf have, course, yeah. they're just getting some different. They're the fixing.
3: That. They're if if they don't have a good round with it or don't feel they're just getting another option. Um, so we hear a lot about. Fitting, actually, fittings become more of a thing. I feel like in the last couple of years, like I feel sure. like people are more kind of going towards the fitting. But one area that's just under, underlooked, and I don't know many people that have actually done it is a putter fitting. Hundred percent. So you know the, the the club that does all your scoring, scoring or maybe saves you certain shots is is could some people could consider the most important part of the bag. Um, well, sure. I, I
1: just pick up the ball. You guys <laughs> oh, haven't um,
3: been doing that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. After your fourth putt. Um, but. We've talked to enough. us about yeah. talk to us about the putter fitting, how important that is. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know all the ins and outs. I've never had one for sure. You know, I just pick up a putter and see if it goes in. or Well,
1: there are a ton of up. putters on here too. Oh yeah! Wow! 14 different style, a lot of shapes putters. There you go,
3: Tim. Fourteen clubs in your bag. Just put the 14 all putters. putters. There you go. Fourteen.
1: Well, I I'm just going to add fourteen putters to my existing seventeen clubs yeah no for sure
0: you're absolutely right and you're uh you're not alone in the fact putter for the longest time was ah looks good feels good let's go with this one and don't get me wrong it's still a, a very important aspect of it you want to like what you're looking down at and be confident and um so that's that's what i say during fitting the one thing i can't do is tell you something looks and feels so i'm always asking for as much feedback as possible but putter fitting has gotten uh a bit more technical these days uh for sure so we utilize TrackMan for putter fitting um not everybody knows that, that Trackman has that capability um but our putter setup and, and capability is pretty unique we can put any one of uh three hosels on the head four if you include arm locks to to affect how much toe hang that putter has or doesn't have so whether you're a guy who tends to pull putts or push putts whether you're more straight back straight through or you have a more pronounced arc um we can see all that in Trackman and and give you the right recommendation in addition to lie loft um, so you're right. You're using putter more than any other club and um, can make the argument that's the most important club in the bag to get fit for. So Yeah,
2: I was going to say, do you end up, when you're fitting somebody for a putter, do you end up bending a decent amount of people to get them
0: yeah. where they need to be? For sure, for sure, yeah. Everything's custom-ordered and, and built in Scottsdale nine oh. times out of ten, so... Um, yeah we have a lot of a lot of capability there and, and again TrackMan can tell us a lot you know it's about getting the ball rolling forward we want to minimize that that skid distance anytime you hit a putt you know it's gonna it's gonna skid just a little before it starts getting you know rolling forward so um the higher roll percentage we can get you um the more putts you're gonna make and and that hosel is huge so whether it's a double bend face balance hosel or heel shafted with the most toe hang or plumber somewhere kind of right in, in between that's uh, that's a
1: huge piece of it as well.
2: Do we got a broomstick option yet at PXG? <laughs>
0: <laughs> we got the arm
1: lock.
2: We got the oh, arm okay. lock. I'd <laughs>
1: like to try an arm lock. I yeah. think that that could be a good play for this year. And I got desperate a couple. Well, times. if, if you if you play
3: a card <laughs> right, Kim, Tim's coming off a forty-four putt
1: stream song round. Okay, that's just, that's a really <laughs> difficult play. play. You could you sell him on anything, I yeah. think, if you could get him yeah. to realize that that's a lot of putts. I think the only thing that would have helped me there is just picking up the ball when it got to the green. I see. I do see that there is one called One and Done, and I want to know, is that guaranteed? <laughs> or your money back. Yeah. <laughs> just
0: kidding. Just kidding. Yeah. No. Even, also, they've all got some pretty wild names, don't they? Yeah, well, yeah. even the names of the yeah. clubs, I'm just, you said it has to do with military yeah. background? Yeah, 100%. So, Bob Parsons um, Marine served in Vietnam um, so military that's really at the core of, of, of PxG's DNA uh, mr. Parsons donates millions of doll- millions of I think it's about a million dollars every two weeks. It might be more than that.
1: Um, every two weeks, yeah. yeah. Through, through, through the, Bob through Parsons. foundation, <laughs> you can donate to us. I, I will change our podcast hey. and our, our company from an LLC to a 501c3 <laughs> overnight. Yeah, yeah, you can
3: find his agent's email. We're not. We'll
1: find a way. I, I look very great in black. <laughs> I, I can wear the crap out of some black clothes for you, Bob Parsons. Yeah,
0: yeah. so it's, it's super important to us. We have a um, PXG for Heroes program, which offers uh, pretty deep discounts for, for military and as well as for first responders. Um, so we have a really loyal following with those guys, and we appreciate everything they do. And you'll notice that theme gets tied back into into PXG in a lot of different ways, and um, one of them is just the name, so 0311, you know, that's kind of our uh, the name of our flagship product offerings. Um, it's actually a rifleman in the Marines, so they're all military codes, 0211, 0811, 0317, uh, et cetera. So.
2: When you're fitting, what what challenges do you run into? Like, say we, we all hit shots today. We're different sizes, different golfs. What yeah. What's the most challenging part about fitting people? For sure. I mean,
0: it's so... Uh, it's so individual uh in nature so like i said for us we just want to make it a fun experience i think it can be i think it can be intimidating for a lot of people um they come in there and you know you got all this all these numbers on the screen and all sorts of data and you know somebody watching you and um the biggest thing for us is is making people feel comfortable and, and, and just relax a little bit. so, cause I think if they saw the golfers that we work with on a day-to-day basis, they wouldn't be maybe quite as nervous. So again, we fit very, very average golfers for the most part. Um, you know, we certainly work with scratch golfers, but we also work with 40 handicappers. So, um, we make it pretty easy on you. Uh, you guys just, you just come in, you tell us what looks good and, and feels good and, and we'll do the rest. Um, so, um, Trackman spits out a ton of data it can sometimes be be overwhelming we'll uh, we'll do all the heavy lifting in
1: that regard you tell us uh tell us what's feeling good and we'll we'll get you in the right setup are there any uh uptick in prices for different shaft options or are those included in in the price that you see on on something like the website or no yeah good
0: question we've got a like i mentioned very deep shaft matrix and tons of those shafts are are non-upcharged shafts um, and then we do have some some upgraded shafts as well. So we have yeah. got a few different. I just, tiers. I assume yep. the Ventus
1: black for. Yeah, some of those probably th- an upgrade. Yeah, the Ventus level.
0: is a is a popular one. hottest um, shaft in golf right now, in my opinion. I think it's one in every four or one in every five PGA pros plays that in their driver, which is pretty it's a pretty insane stat. You know, it's, a, it's, um, a, it's a
2: ball striker's shaft.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so we got some fancy ones for sure, but we'll always uh, we'll always give you a full
1: range of options. Now, when, because we've been talking about fittings, I'm actually looking at the fits of PXG, yeah. the clothing line. Sure. That's a newer product out right now, and uh, uh Minnesota native Betsy Kelly's part of the oh, yeah. the modeling crew oh, yeah. over there now. No, isn't she's she? killing
0: it? We love her. Yeah, she's been a great uh, a great supporter of ours. We go way back
1: with her. So, but um, when when did you make that move into into fashion? And can you describe what what PXG Fashion is is like? Cause yeah, it looks like it's more than just golf. It's a bit of a lifestyle. Brand no, you're here. spot on. That's a perfect description. We want stuff that's that's great for on the course, but you can take it to
0: uh, the 19th hole as well. So. Um, and look at this! The, 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 pedic- there's <laughs> even the a little puppy in this oh, yeah. bag right here. <laughs> oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah! Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Parsons, they uh, they love their pups, so we gotta we gotta support the doggos. But um, so yeah, Renee Parsons, Bob's wife, runs point on on all the apparel design, and it's an area of our business that's continued to to grow and grow and and, and get more popular. So uh, we've had apparel for a while now, but it's certainly um, expanded and, and grown in more recent years here, Brent.
1: How, how could you guys let James Lindenberg get the Ryder Cup? <laughs> Jay Lindenberg g- g- <laughs> yeah. contract. I mean, that that clothing looks just god awful. <laughs> it's the Olympic it's little, team. It's the Olympic, Olympic. Oh, team. Olympic! I, it just looks terrible. They're not. They're not even a uh, U.S. based company, are they? And uh, and you've got Bob, who is like Mister. USA, Mr. But, Patriotic. No but you got
3: to keep in mind the, the the colors of the of the of the Olympics don't really match the the <laughs> color outline of PXG. Oh, look here,
2: PXG's adding some color. Are they actually We're, have more They have here, all they it's, do. It's more than just black See, and gray. I, I and only
3: white. We listen when I to you watch guys. it's basically yeah. black, oh, white, yeah. gray maybe a little bit. There's
0: a lot of
1: black, there's a lot of white, but uh, we got we got the pop of color in there these days. Okay. I don't know. I like I like taking the, idea. the feedback to heart. Yeah. I like the idea of of the Americans coming out in all black PXG. Apparel as kind of the the villains of the Olympics, <laughs> with, he, mil- with we, military numbers with, on everything. Absolutely. <laughs> when I mean, it's not like the rest of the world. When they think of America, doesn't think of our military. They absolutely do. Here's America to bully everyone. Well, here goes our chance at the medal. Look at these bad boys. Uh, I love it. I'll. Uh that'd send, be something send that one yeah, up I'll, I'll send that send up the that upstairs um, yeah, bob you should absolutely be in charge of, no of both the rider cup apparel and no. the uh, where can you go and get this stuff
3: what's your what's your uh
0: nope. location situation we are in edina in southdale center mall so we've got our own exterior entrance there's on the north side of the mall right in between the macy's and and lifetime so um give us a call um and, and come in any time. We schedule appointments ahead of time. It's only a twenty-five dollar fitting fee, and it's fully refundable if you end up purchasing anything. It'll come right off the purchase price. So, super, uh, super competitive, and you got nothing to lose. All we want uh, is to get people in there and, and try them out, and the club sell themselves.
2: And do you want people bringing their own, like Absolutely. seven iron or something, to see and
0: get a comparison? Thanks for mentioning that. Yeah, that's a big key. We're always we're always telling people to bring in your current sets. So, if, if it's irons, at least bring in the seven iron. Um, and uh, we can have something to go up against and see what you currently got. Yeah,
3: so that way they know that your numbers aren't skewed, or exactly. you know, like if you yep. have something to, you know, a, a meeting to, to compare it to, then you can figure out the you know differences between your, yours and theirs. I think that's another big part of the selling point. I mean, if if your current clubs aren't outperforming the ones that you are hitting right now, how um, how easy it to sell. Is it, is it to sell at that point?
0: For sure, yeah. And we'll always we'll always be honest with you. It's certainly a no pressure a no pressure um, situation. I've looked at people before and say, yeah, keep keep your current. So you don't get yelled
3: here, at or... when you walk through the door. Bob Parsons <laughs> is just sitting there <laughs> screaming at you. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Every time the door opens, it was like a PXC <laughs> scream. Uh, that was sweet. Uh, uh, oh, great. Well, the, we've had, loved having it. any last questions, guys. Before uh, we yeah, I got hit one. Line? Okay,
2: what is uh. What is the odds of three humble pod guys getting on Scottsdale National?
1: <laughs> Bob Parsons <laughs> golf is that just, just three humble golf coaches?
0: <laughs> that's something. That's something. Yeah, it's a it's a special place over there. It's a pretty pretty wild process to to become a member. I think we had a we had a customer who was who was going to buy, I think, like six full bags. If you could play Scottsdale National. Like, you, you gotta know a member. You gotta know a member. So it's now there's, there pretty, is an uh, it's like Fort Knox over there. Yeah. yeah.
1: There's a whole experience to, to become a member too, isn't there? It's a thirty thousand yeah. dollar experience you purchase, you get a full bag, you stay on property. Am I am I getting mm, this right to you're getting it right. Yeah, that's
0: the first that's getting your foot in the door. That's like the first process of the uh the membership process. You gotta th- go through the experience where you show up, you get fit for your sticks. They show up on the range the next morning for you. And, uh, um, you walk, stay in the villas. and yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's a pretty special place. I, had, I was fortunate. I played it um, a couple of years ago. Um, and it kind of wined and dined us and stayed on property and the golf course is incredible, but really the just the service, uh, the customer service they provide and the experience was, was second to none. Pretty special place
1: for sure. Mike, you would absolutely hate it. It is just amenities on amenities, and the food looks excellent. It looks like a Michelin star. <laughs> Wait, it's,
2: it's, not a, it's not a $8 burger and
1: pass through a ribbon? It is not. It is not. <laughs> It is not. Uh, it, it looks like an incredible place, and if, for those of you listening, if you are interested in more background on Scottsdale National, I believe Mr. Short Game has a piece out. I think he went sure. there and, and has a piece on what that yeah. course looks like and what that experience is like. If yeah. You
0: know. yeah, we do our media day out there, so there's some, uh, I, I have seen that piece, and uh, it's out there. Yeah, so two 18-hole golf courses, you got mine shaft the other course and then there's a nine hole par three course called the bad little nine which is super short but incredibly difficult um and i think if you break par there your your bar tab is covered for the night Ooh, whatever you want wow a challenge. No.
1: did you go down into that bunker and and yeah. can you can we can we say the bunker's name on uh at the golf show because it it's got a four-letter word, doesn't it? It's like the yeah. devil's asshole or something. Like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let it rip. I don't yeah. think anyone's know, <laughs> <laughs> listening. <to> it. <laughs> Looking around for kids out there. Nope. Don't see any. All right. <laughs> yeah,
0: we hit a few out of the uh, yeah out of the infamous bunker for sure. I didn't have much luck, but it's fun to give it a shot.
3: <laughs> well, enjoy the last day here. Fitting. Hopefully, some people uh, make their way over to your to your booth, and you get an opportunity to to show them the product. And uh, we just thank you for coming on, and hopefully get to see pxg here in the future
0: absolutely no i appreciate it guys it was fun awesome thanks man all right
3: well i'd like to welcome a now two-time guest to the break 80 podcast show a current college golfer podcaster maybe my favorite singer Um, more importantly she is the host of the 2024 minnesota golf show miss emma carpenter Thanks for joining us. Welcome back to the show.
4: Thank you so much. I'm excited to be back. How many, how many guests have you had that have been on twice?
3: Well, we have John Ellis. John Ellis. I yeah. was hoping it would has, be a short Has list. he been on twice? Not very, yeah, he's been on twice. He, oh, right. He's on the Monday uh, that they won the U.S. Open. Oh, right. It's it's more like how many guests have we not
2: pissed off so <laughs> <Yeah>. back, <laughs> That's yeah. a way better question. That might be the list. Just <laughs> you yeah. and How many yeah.
4: guests have you turned away? Yeah,
2: it's just maybe you and Johnny. Well, how's the show been? How's
3: hosting? I know you've got, you know, you're, you're wanted in all many places. You got to show your face to all the people. How's it been?
4: Well, yeah, thanks for having me on, gosh. it's I'm, I'm very happy to be back. It's an honor to be back. You guys are awesome. I always love chatting with you guys and working with you guys. But yeah, no, it's been great. It's been an awesome weekend. Um, it's really an honor uh, to have been asked to be the ambassador for the show. Uh, there's just so many cool things going on here this weekend. Just so many cool things. I It's, you know, I, I feel like I just keep on adding more and more to the list throughout the weekend. Just walking around and checking out all the booths and everything that's going on. All things golf. All things Minnesota here this weekend. So it's been a real honor to be a part of and just been a lot of fun. Yeah.
1: Now, when, when you signed the contract to be the ambassador, were they aware that you can sing? Was that a part of it? I, I haven't heard a single national anthem from you yet i haven't heard we should start there's, this with the national anthem i was gonna We're say
4: i haven't sang at it all is, this weekend so it, there's not even
1: white noise <laughs> being pumped into into this conference center right now and I, I feel like we could have you on a speaker system singing throughout the entirety of the show they, they really dropped the ball on what could have been in the fine print of this contract. oh did they oh yeah oh <laughs> yeah
4: oh gosh no that's a little funny that they definitely do know that i sing they've been so so kind so supportive uh, i've told them a couple times when i was going to sing the national anthem and they uh try to make it out to to watch just to be nice because they're awesome um at hubbard and here here at the golf show but um, no haven't done any singing this weekend um i'm actually i'll say it i'll say it right here i haven't announced it really anywhere so i can make this kind of an announcement not that it's as big of a deal as the actual event yeah. but uh, i'm going to be singing the national anthem for the uh women's basketball big 10 championship game oh, nice. at target center Heck on yeah, march 10th that's right that's here yeah.
3: this year the well, that'll be fun. Thanks. We'll to yeah, I'm really excited. My daughter's a big. Uh, so is it the men's? Or the the men's women's? and women's. women's are both So, but they're both here.
4: Oh, right, right, right. Okay. But yeah, so hopefully, you know, Caitlin Clark will be there. Are you working
3: the Caitlin Clark game? I'm going to that game. Really? End of February. It's on I, a Wednesday.
4: Gotcha. I won't be working. Okay. But yeah, no, She's Caitlin Clark. Holy cow! She's a big she draw. Will she is really cool. I'm
1: gonna have to trade my ticket. I have I have a ticket to one of those Big Ten games. Yeah. At the Target Center. Yeah, they were they were super cheap. They're like twenty bucks for the afternoon matinee. And you know me, always working. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. So I figured it, it, the matinee game, well, Wednesday afternoon, would be just perfect in my schedule. Lots of fans in there that, that'll so, need anxiety meds, I, <laughs> <laughs> especially um, those with uh, with money on the line. Gambling this year on any sports—it seems like everything's right right at the uh, the old line these days. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, the golf show seems kind of like another day in the office for you. You've done a lot of media types of things. You know, you're still in school. You're still playing college golf. Um, you've got your podcast that we'll we'll get into a little bit. But knowing that this is like your kind of final year of the of the college you know Emma Carpenter Mm -hmm. is that kind of a bittersweet thing are you kind of looking forward to being done you have I think you went is this your fifth year
4: this is my fifth year yeah so how's
3: that all playing out for you
4: yeah yeah you know that's a really good question because I feel like there's so much tied to me being a college golfer in terms of my uh my competitive career in terms of my personal brand, honestly, uh, you know, I've worked a lot in golf. Like you said, this is another day in the office for me. It absolutely is. I've been really, really fortunate to be able to work so much in, in a sport that I'm passionate about, but even just outside passionate about, but even just outside of being um, being a competitive golfer, you know, being in media, being in broadcasting, doing appearances, doing uh, outings, doing whatever that may be, the kind of the list goes on and on. And, you know, a a big part of it has always been me being a college golfer and having that tie to the University of Minnesota. I do think that I always will have that tie to the University of Minnesota. It'll always be a part of me, but certainly uh, it's bittersweet. I can answer, you know, section A of my answer would be, uh, as a competitive golfer, you know, that coming to a close, that's going to be just as an athlete in general, mm. the same way every athlete, college athlete, uh, has to kind of say goodbye to their sport competitively if they choose not to play it professionally. So, gosh, you know, I think that I, you know, and part of what I touched on on my podcast a little bit with um, with my assistant coach uh, yesterday here on the Josh Arnold Investment <laughs> Consulting nice. Podcast stage, um, I would say that, you know, I, it's a really, really special opportunity that we have here. We have such a good team in this final season, and I'm just really, really looking forward to the rest of it. Got off to a, a good start here after this first event of the spring in Puerto Rico. And, um, you know, I think that when the time does come, um, I'm going to be at peace with everything that I've done. I've, I've, given, given it my all. Um, I've had an amazing, amazing experience. I've absolutely loved being a competitive golfer. Um, and, I'm going to be all right. You know, I'm going to miss it a lot. I will likely still try to compete in some amateur events if I have time, if I have time. But um, so, yeah, there we go. Section A and then Section B again. Like I said, it's been a big part of my personal brand. That's kind of been something that I've discussed as I move forward in my career in the golf media space is that, you know, a lot of the work that I've done. Uh, has been tied to being an athlete at the University of Minnesota and being a college athlete and a competitive athlete and how am I preparing myself? How am I preparing my game? And that's all going to change it will change since i'm not competing anymore and just um working in golf media and golf news and sports media i really want to be a face in sports a voice in sports and women's sports as well uh, moving forward you know the sports is evolving women's sports is evolving and growing and uh, i think that it would be a real privilege to be at the forefront of that
2: how does it work in media because you have a pretty good portfolio built for yourself of doing stuff do they headhunt Thank you. do people headhunt you in in the media you know world or do you have to go out and apply for places or is it kind of a pick and choose thing
4: i tell you what um i have been extremely extremely fortunate um and that a lot uh a lot has come to me i have been reached out to um just for a lot of different things though i will say you know i i would say that part of the reason why I've been able to get as much experience as I have is because you know it's not just in one particular niche they all do complement each other and they piggyback off of each other but the fact that I've been able to work you know a little bit with my my singing and my music and then as a competitive golfer and as a broadcaster and as just a voice in sports and as like just so many different things I've had brands hire me and everyone has different things in mind so it's all about kind of uh, leveraging what what skill I have and what I have to offer that brand or the company uh, and kind of be an asset for them in that way. But so I would definitely say that that's been a big part of the reason why I've been able to get as much experience as I have is just doing a variety of different things.
3: Are you going to miss the millions of nil? money that you get i mean that's that's got to be the the biggest thing you're going to say goodbye to is just all these millions of nil opportunities oh gosh well
4: and you know hopefully i will be able i do plan to continue to work through social media um and work with brands but it's just going to depend on if they want to continue to work with me as uh as emma carpenter the golfer broadcaster you know whatever I'm trying to pursue everything I'm trying to pursue and not just Emma Carpenter the college golfer so it's it's different so fingers crossed you know that that people still want to work with me right
2: yeah (laughs) speaking of college golf your game looks to be as our guy Calum Taran would say trending
4: trending (laughs) yes good word
2: played very well in Puerto Rico huh
4: I, I did I did play well um it was a lot of fun it was cool you know it wasn't my Uh, my best ever finish or scored a par in college but I would say actually given the strength of the field I would say was probably my best finish in college honestly just all of the names that were there the schools that were there I mean number one player in the world was there and um her team LSU Arkansas Ole Miss uh The list goes on and on and on, like, of just the teams that were there and the players that were there. So my T11 finish, you know, gave three shots back in the second round and the third round. I was three under and ended up even par. Uh, in both the second and third round, but still, I mean, I, you know, you can't complain. Uh, yipped a couple of putts there. Probably shouldn't say that word, but you know, things things happen. And there was a point in time where, you know, if I got it under par, I would finish the round and shoot like a seventy six, and be like, well, you know, what happened? So it's like you take the good with the bad, and you're gonna you're gonna you know, quote unquote, give away some strokes. Like how many rounds of golf do you finish? And you're like, oh, that was the best. I could have possibly done that's just part of the game i played with girls who've shot four under and i'm like honestly they probably could have shot eight under so it's just like hmm. you know you really can't complain and i was really i, I was happy with how i played uh, i think that i've just matured a lot more as a golfer so uh it, it was definitely a lot of fun yeah
2: if you walk about 100 yards that way emma there's a lab broomstick that we'll you guys that will take care take care that will take care of everything swear, mike is <laughs> mesmerized <laughs> that i, I mes- am absolutely enthralled with butter. this thing how that it how it works that is
4: so funny you i swear <laughs> i'm not kidding for everybody listening Every time I've seen these guys, I swear I either interrupt a conversation about the lab putter or they spark up a new conversation about the well, lab putter. Well, no,
1: it's, it's weird because I was getting made fun of all year from my lab yeah, putter. You, you had the ugly had The one. OG. You had yeah. the ugly looking thing. <laughs> this, is the, this is the broomstick one. That this is, is a really, uglier. really dumb
4: question. They are legal, right? Yeah. 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 100% legal putter.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, everything's legal if you don't get caught. So. <laughs> I mean, we saw your golf bag yesterday. You had like gonna, 17 I'm clubs in there. 17 clubs.
4: Oh, my gosh, you guys. All right. So, okay, back story, back story, story. I got 14 clubs in my bag, and um, I was told I was lucky enough to be on Twin Cities Live yesterday, and they wanted me to bring a couple extra putters for the hosts so I could teach them, so give, them some, give them some putting tips. So, I grabbed a couple extra putters from our facility, and I stuck them in the bag, and I was here yesterday. And then I walk up, and I got all these guys, I got these three, or, you know, just just Mike and Tim around my bag saying, "Oh, oh, oh isn't this a NCAA violation? <laughs> <laughs> it is this a violation? Oh, you, know, you got sixteen clubs in the back. Oh, next thing I know, they're going to be threatening to make some oh, calls, with, probably." With
2: NIL, there's no rules anymore. It's a wild, wild west. Just do whatever you want.
4: <laughs> NIL, there's no <laughs> rules anymore. That's so untrue. Come on. So now. what?
3: What's the? What, how have you matured in your game? Like, what, is it is it a mental thing? Is it just something physically that? Oh, you know what? new swing thought. I'm a big swing thought guy. Like, yeah. I like to catch that new swing thought and ride it until, what is making you feel like you're playing well? Yeah, I'll
4: we'll tell you what, first question, have you ever uh, you ever journaled or written down some of those swing thoughts?
3: Um, You know, I have. Actually, it's in my I'm probably embarrassed oh, to show goodness. these two guys what <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. oh, we're, yes. we're getting our hands on this. Great question, Emma. Great question. Dear in Diary. <laughs> yes. I had a good dear swing. Dear Diary. <laughs>
3: no, it's not dear Diary. Come on, in my finish. scorebook thing, what do you call it? The you know, that the thing that you put your scorecard in. I have some things written down in there, reminders to myself. I can't remember what they are at the top of my head. But all of last year I had done that. Um, there's a sports psychologist that I know named Phil. He's been on the podcast before. He encouraged it. I actually did it going into some tournament events because you can get you know more anxiety. It, it's you know it's more of a different kind of atmosphere that I'm used to playing in. So I wrote a few things down to remind myself um, when I play. Now with these guys, I don't look at it ever. But like if I'm playing in a tournament, <laughs> it's something well, that was out valuable diary to me. When we're around? But Dear. I did read a book called um, the uh, uh, what was it called? It's Bob Bartella book?
4: Oh, <laughs> or, golf is not a game of perfect. No,
3: not that
2: one. It was. Uh, it's more of a short game.
4: How? Uh, I can't is, remember the title. this of it. is how Bob Jeff's Teller. diary
2: looks Emma it says dear <laughs> diary Dr Bob Rotella I love you <laughs> I love the I love going unconscious when I'm yep, chipping that's and
3: it <laughs> that's it you got to go unconscious when you hit like a chip you just let your athletic ability.
1: See it and do it. You don't think as much over the ball.
4: Hey, you know what, partner? If it works, <laughs> so if it works, wait, you're you telling ride yourself
1: with it. to not think. You're thinking about not thinking. Yeah, that that's exactly yeah, right. This, so this you're seems, thinking very not contra-
2: thinking. seems very contradictory. Je-
4: Jeff's my partner in the match, so yes. don't let
2: the don't let these
1: guys get to you. No, 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 no. I'm, uh, yeah, don't I'm, let them pass the, your games. games. The
2: Swisher sweets and cigarettes. Are <laughs> our car. We'll get to them.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, no thinking on this team. And no. these two are journaling. We're journaling between
2: shots. You got baby Matt Fitzpatrick over here writing everything
1: down. Dear diary, Tim. Is one up right now, and I'm very frustrated. <laughs> 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 so back to Emma. Let's get oh let's this God. back on the tracks. All right, what is so your? Anyway, you've been so doing yeah, more So
4: yeah, journaling okay. is huge. After I actually do keep a golf journal after tournaments. Um, you know, because one of the crazy things about golf, I've said it a hundred times. I'll say it again. Is it's insane to me how many times you can relearn the same lesson. Like, how many times have you had a moment where you're like, well, you know, if I just do this or if I just think about this or if I just, you know, have a short memory, I just let it go, whatever thing. It could be simple. It could be complex. It's like, yeah, I already knew that, but I just forgot it. Like, I just didn't have that in mind. And it's, it's amazing to me how many times I've relearned the same lesson. It's frustrating, you know, because sit down after a tournament, it's like, you know, unpack and think about what went wrong and it's like i already knew how to prevent this because i've done this before but but um i will say that growing and maturing as a golfer um and I've had I've had the this, this same thought of, you know, how much I've grown and matured, matured as a golfer. And it, the truth is, is it's not linear. You know, it's up and down. Like, I'm definitely going to have a tournament this season where I didn't play as well as I did in Puerto Rico. And, you know, hopefully I'll have a tournament or two or three where I play better. Um, and it's just accepting that. But I, I would say that a biggest part the biggest part of it is, you know, not to be too cliche, but – is mentally, you know, I would say that uh, I've always had, I've always had talent, I've always had potential. Um, and it was always like my coaches sitting me down and saying, Emma, how can we actually, you know, tap into how good you can truly play on the golf course we've seen glimpses of it but what is it that's holding you back and you know how can we figure it out and it was just so frustrating and honestly heartbreaking at times because it's like what am i supposed to go work on you know how am i supposed to practice when when i know that it's something that's kind of like deep inside of me that can really help me play a great round of golf. I mean, and you guys have probably played with some really good players before who you're like, wow, you know, they don't really do anything better than me. Why are they, how are they so much better than me? Like it's it's just a thing and that's part of being a good golfer and a good athlete. Um, you could be a good golfer, and not hit the ball nearly as well as a million other people. You really can. And uh, so, you know, it's uh, me, especially over the last five years, just learning how to be a good golfer. A lot of it is managing your game, managing your emotions, managing your thoughts. Um, it's remarkable how many uh, thoughts that you know, go in and out of your head and that you have to really try to, to, to control and um, just the overall mindset that you have to have. I've, I've tried all kinds of different things from like laser focus, like drilling routine of like, now I'm going to think about this. Now I'm hmm. going to think about this on every single shot to being like, you know what? I'm just going to play like I don't have a care in the world and I could not care less about what happens. There's all kinds of things. And everybody's going to be different, right? So I would say for me. Uh, what I, you know, when I think about all the tournaments when I've played well, when I think about Puerto Rico, I think about um, just really, really, you know, staying present, one shot at a time. At a time, as cliche as that may sound, and it all dials. I mean, it all comes back to confidence at the end of the day. You know, one time I on a podcast that I did with um, Oklahoma State head coach. Um, Alan Bratton, who, you know, is one of the winningest head coaches in college golf of all time, he said to me, like, there's really no reason why you should ever be so frustrated after a bad golf shot, because if you're really frustrated, if you get really upset, you have some insane outburst, that means that you don't think that, uh, that you, that you think that it'll happen again. So, hi, cutie. (laughs) How are you? We got some, we got some kiddos sitting right here in the front, some golfers. But so, yeah, my long tangent there about growing and maturing as a golfer is, is all about, you know, how you manage yourself on the golf course, your demeanor, the way the way you re- react to your own golf shots, the way you react to um, other people around you and just so many things. I could talk about it for hours. Yeah,
2: so, <laughs> uh, Your coaching staff must yes. be great. because I feel like you guys the last few years have had some of the better teams that in recent Minnesota University of Minnesota memory that I can remember. So they must do a great job with you guys, huh?
4: Oh yeah, oh yeah. No, so uh, they they took over in the spring of my sophomore year, and since so since my freshman year, our team has improved over 60 ranking places wow. nationally. So really, really unbelievable what that coaching staff came in and did right away. Um, I did love the old coaching staff as well. They're really really wonderful people, but. Um, it, really just instilling in us a lot of gratitude what we talked about a lot yesterday with coach matt on the podcast lots of fun at the end of the day if you're not enjoying it what's the point of doing it we all want to have fun right golf is so much fun golf is so much (laughs) fun we want to uh every single time we're out there even if we're not playing well it's all about you know being grateful to be out there being happy to be out there as hard as that might be sometimes because you know we work so hard and we want it to go well but uh, that's something that they've instilled in us as well as uh, they brought in some really really phenomenal players Isabella McCulley uh, Mariana Masonis Um, now this year we brought in transfer Haley Lowe Megan Fertney from Duke who I actually she played at Duke I played with her a lot in junior golf so well that's a Sarah Tomaszewski I mean I can go on and on just these are all the players that they brought in and they are just amazing and it's cool being a, you know a fifth year senior and being like I have things to learn from a freshman the same way that she has things to learn from me I have all kinds of things to learn from her and that's really special
1: so pivoting off of your your college stuff for just a moment I, I'm curious really great singer broadcast voice and personality great golfer. What are you bad at? Because you can't have it all. Oh, please. Did you you have a hard time doing the reading portion of the ACT? Is (laughs) math not your thing? (laughs) What's... What's, oh, my gosh, that's hilarious. What, what's Emma Carpenter not good at?
4: <laughs> okay, well, I'll tell you what. I can't draw a stick figure. Okay, I cannot. So art. No, Artistic ability is severely lacking. If I were to write something down on a piece of paper, you guys probably wouldn't even be able to read, read it. A lot of girls have, like, that cute yeah, handwriting. No, not me. Not me. Your journal
1: is a mess is what oh you're saying. Oh, my gosh, it's yeah. Chicken oh. scratch and scribble.
4: Yes, 100%. Oh Tim, are you kidding me? There's a million things I'm not good at. I just do just – do a lot of I post my whole life on the internet and you know kind of stay stay busy with the things that I do as well. But gosh, yeah, well, that's, Tim that's is a just, funny question. Tim's
2: just prepping for our match. We're just trying to get in your head a little yeah, bit. He, so when you, we you take you two, don't two see what on, they're yeah, doing right now. we got they comp- finding, comp- finding something. I'll be like, is,
1: is that a four on your score? <laughs> competitive advantage. also,
4: also the uh, the science portion of the ACT was really, really, really difficult in my opinion. The reading, not so bad. reading, <laughs> reading math, and not so um. bad. But the science, come on, who why was that so hard?
1: All right, so we won't and I, I think
4: I'm the only person who thinks that. Everyone says the science was easy. Everyone's like, oh science is easy. So we mm, won't my bad.
1: we won't see you as a scientist post college
4: thing. Nope, nope, not a scientist. Or, or an artist, never gonna be a doctor, <laughs> never gonna be an artist, never gonna be an engineer. None of it. None of it. I talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. And, you know, hopefully I can make a career out of it because that's what I do all the time.
1: And what does that look like? Do you have anything lined up post post-graduation right now as far as work? I know obviously you've, you've doing a lot of independent stuff. Is there Emma Carpenter LLC or, or what does the future look like after after you take off the, the maroon shirt?
4: Yeah, no. I, um, so uh, I don't have Anything full-time lined up as of right now, um, I am now working with an agent um, who uh, I'm very, very fortunate to be working with. But so um, hopefully I'll get some help on that end. Just also, you know, managing. I'll get a manager as well, managing uh, my schedule and everything.
1: Is that a golf agent or is this a broadcast? Okay.
4: So, uh, yes, so I am trying to pursue broadcasting, particularly play-by-play. Uh, and I will continue to work through golf media and social media and, um, I'm am gonna be doing some stuff with PGA Tour Live this summer, some oh, cool. little oh, nice. freelance type of stuff yeah. lined up uh, for broadcasting and for media and social media, and then you know hopefully something you know full time or part time will emerge in the next coming months to give me a good idea where I will be physically, uh, where I'll be living after school. So you know, lots of unknowns, but I'm grateful. For, I'm grateful for every bit of the journey and i'm excited so. if you
2: do start emma carpenter llc break 80 boys level sit down with you about the ins and outs of taxes and, <laughs> and write o- write-offs and how it all and the, and the wonderful world of write-offs tim's a pro i actually
4: <laughs> uh i it's oh, emma carpenter llc is a plan there you actually. go yeah, it's funny you said i sat down with someone at the end of last year got yeah, they said, do it let's do it at the start of 2024 it's, it's just so. gonna
1: be your name it,
4: well, do you guys have another idea like what was funny i was sitting down with him too and he's like okay so what's the name of it gonna be and i was like what do you
3: think <laughs> yeah that's a, that's a tough one I, I was gonna touch more on you know you, you've done the podcasting through five clubs um you've mentioned you know you had the Oklahoma State right Oklahoma State coach on yeah mm-hmm. what are some of the other memorable golf conversations that you've had via that
4: yeah um, gosh. podcast I mean so I mean I remember
3: Bryson you had on mm-hmm. Cootie Brothers mm-hmm. um, what are some of those are, and, and what what uh what have you kind of learned from that part of the the golf space
4: oh gosh well i'll tell you what it would be it would be a lie and it would be foolish to say that i haven't learned a lot from the people that i've talked to from even i mean the golfers from a competitive golf standpoint like gen like seriously genuinely i sit down with these golfers who are you know top amateurs in the world and they're talking about why they're so good and i'm like <laughs> yeah no kidding tell yeah. me more i would like to be you know better at this sport but I mean I've had some of my uh podcasts with uh, podcast episodes with college coaches I've really really mm-hmm. enjoyed one of my favorite episodes you know I've had on some some really really cool guests I've had on Bryson Chambeau. I had Annika Sornstem on that one was really really special to me you know obviously watching uh watching her knowing all about her all her videos and everything that she's done oh my gosh um, Were you right nervous? Away when I started Were you golf? nervous for that one?
1: Because I, I had Of the, course, the, I was. I Tim. Did that one too. And then Jeff's equipment wasn't working. <laughs> I was like, "Sorry, Annika, I swear." <laughs>
4: no, she's super cool. She's super chill, laid back. Oh, I'm just an amazing woman. Um, I'll tell you what. So I met her. I worked with her at the three M Open a couple of years ago. Uh, she invited me up to do her Share My Passion Clinic with Ooh. her, and. She's like Emma. Would you like to hit some balls with me? You know, <laughs> kind of the way she is, just very. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Would you like to fact. hit some balls with me? And I was like, Really? <laughs> <laughs> really? I can do that. And she's like. Yeah. And I was like, gosh, I don't have any good panicking. I don't have any golf clubs. She's like, it's OK. You can just hit mine. Oh, my God. Oh, my. I was swinging her driver like 40 miles an hour. I was like, yeah, let's just like snap Annika's driver, like put an idiot mark on it or do something <laughs> stupid. Big toe mark
1: on oh there. Oh, my. Right. Shank the first one. No,
4: totally. But so um, but one of my f- absolute favorite episodes, I just dropped one last week with Hallie Ledbetter. That one was really special. It's cool, you know, to kind of to have people not just college golfers, yeah. but also people just kind of like in all different roles in the golf industry. But so I had uh, Kim Llewellyn, who is the head coach for the Wake Forest women's golf team. Hey. we know her. We yeah. know her. You know Kim? Oh, we yeah. played at
2: Bianca this year. We played with Mimi in the, uh, in the, we, 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 we scrambled no and Mimi was in our group. So Kim walked the whole round with she us. She loved yeah. walking with us. I think they journaled about uh, us
1: too. Great. Oh yeah. my God!
2: <laughs> Mimi might have picked up a few bad habits. We're not sure. <laughs> oh my! She
4: gosh. watched
1: us putt and I hope. I, I hope, hope she, she didn't closed carry her that over. You
4: didn't have the lab putter yet. So. No, no, that's yeah, why. We yeah, we didn't have the
2: roof no, no, Yeah, she was great.
4: Kim, I, I'm not kidding. Like, this podcast, it was very long because it was so, like, so good. So good. I, I mean, seriously, this woman, I was just enthralled by everything she had to say. And it was like, Wow no wonder why you're such a good coach you know a lot of times especially with like sports that are kind of individual um part of being a good coach like you know I definitely don't want to knock anything that any college coach has ever done because it's not an easy job but I mean you know when you take over like a big time program and you got all the best kids in the world like begging to come play for you begging to come play for you it's got to be kind of hard to to have a bad team but like when I had this conversation with her, I was like, "Wow, you deserve to be the head coach of the team that just won the national championship you because, like, wow."
2: You could tell that she was very structured and orderly, and like she was out there the whole round, almost you know, giving Mimi pin positions and working on mm-hmm. stuff, and they were right. very, they were very detailed. I think in what she, they did.
3: yeah, I think she had this sense that Mimi was kind of on the precipice of playing some good golf, but it kind of shot herself in the foot a little bit. You can kind of tell that, mm. and then that week. Of the, how did Mimi play? She remember. played amazing. Oh, she, awesome. Did she? she top Second? five, I think. Yeah. At third. one point, she was like one shot back, and then made she a bogey. She was in the lead for a minute, but, too. But that kind of tells, like, she could just—you could see that she could sense her was, you know, she just needed to put a, a round together and she can compete for this tournament. That
2: That's kind of what I gathered Freak from Break 80 bump also. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's always, part of it. Always the, happens. Right, the break right, 80 right. Bump, I mean, so that's, a, that's a real <laughs> thing. So Emma. get
1: ready to win tournaments yeah. after this. Is basically well, no, no, we're it's a real we're, thing. Well, we're off competitive so golf, so whatever Emma's going to do, bump. she's going to get the bump with it from, from so, us. So, Emma, let's fill, in, let's fill
2: you in on the break 80 bump here. Okay. So we got John Ellis cl- came on the pod last year right here, and he sat right here where you're sitting, and he said, Wyndham's ready for a big year. He was seventieth in the world at the time. Wyndham won uh, since then. Wyndham's won two elevated
1: events and the U.S. Open. He's f- number six in the world.
4: So can you guys predict that I'm gonna like win a national championship, yeah, win a big mid- championship? That's that's like, what we're asking. We really what What
1: would you like to win? Is it is it broadcast side? Are we going for a, a job that you want nailed down, or is it a golf win that you're looking at?
4: Can you guys not give me both? I quickly try. <laughs>
1: you know, we we, we could <laughs> the way it's like
4: ah, <laughs> uh, you know. <laughs> we could
2: try, but I mean, Andrew well, Novak came on the pod. He's second third place right now in the uh phoenix open the waste management well There's
3: technically a- emma's been on the pod so like True. everything that's happened in your life that's right, good was because right. of that bump
4: since,
2: since then yes okay, since okay. Then. We'll, we'll take credit on that well, yeah. thank
4: thank god i'm on now just need kind of <laughs> one more little bump before this peter, end peter, of my peter millar
2: listened to the pod they got the bump maybe right there or something from in our before that but um,
4: when did I come on the last time? Was that? It like was a while ago. A year? It was Over early. A year it was
2: early. Yep. I do have an interesting question for you, though. I'm looking at the bio on the women's golf website.
4: Oh boy. Did
2: I did uh, did, DeKalb, did they not have girls high school golf there? Or did you you play on the boys team?
4: Yeah, you didn't know that. I thought we talked about that. We no? probably
2: did, but like, did, did, was were you two? Were well, the we girls did. not very good? And you need, or was there just no team?
4: Um. So you know, DeKalb was not that small. We got. 40,000 you know it's you know small town but not super small um should be a women's golf team but there wasn't one um so basically I had the option I could either when I came in as a freshman I could well I mean I made my own option but um he said that you can play as an individual in some girls tournaments so there was you know a couple other girls and they drive to these girls tournaments and just enter you as an individual um but you know I said hey coach I, uh, he set me up on the women's tees on the first day of practice. I mean, first day of tryouts, tryouts is just three rounds of golf, uh, at, you know, one of the home courses. And I said, Hey coach, I want to play the tips with the guys and try to earn a spot on the boys golf team. And he kind of laughed a little bit and was like, okay, you can try And after three rounds of golf, I finished in fourth place. (laughs)
2: Nice. By the
3: way, it's it's forward tease, Emma. Forward tease. Oh, excuse (laughs) me.
4: That's my mistake.
1: Yeah. Go ahead. So, a a little bit of a pivot from your again your golf experience. Wondering because so much effort goes into to preparation for your golf tournaments. How does that compare to the preparation for broadcast work, especially play by play, announcing? There's so much background you need to know.
4: Yeah, that's a really good question, especially because uh, a lot of people think that sports broadcast is, you know, not everybody thinks this. But a lot of people are. You just show. Oh gosh, you know, it's it seems super fun. A lot of people are like, oh gosh, I you know I could totally do that. I'm I'm a big sports fan. I watch all the games, but I really don't think people have. A lot of people, some people do, but I really don't think a lot of people have the, like a a real understanding for just how challenging it is. It is so much preparation. I remember when I was uh, with Lisa Byington and some people at the Big Ten Network this summer, uh, Lisa, you know, we talked about preparation and she said, when I'm calling play-by-play for a football game, she does a lot of Big Ten football. She did a couple of Gopher games uh, on the Big Ten Network, play-by-play, and she said, I, it usually takes about 40 hours, 40 mm. hours of preparation. Wow. Which is like, you know, which is, which is accurate, which is crazy. I mean, it, and that's one game, one game,
3: one game. What's your favorite play-by-play? Did I miss that?
4: No, um, no, no. N- What's n- your n-
3: favorite sport to play-by-play?
4: So I would say my favorite sport that I have done play-by-play for has been volleyball. Um, and Tim, to kind of continue to answer your question as well, you know, when you are calling play-by-play, you have to show up to the game, and you have to know every single player on the roster. You have to know where they're from, what their background story is, what position they play, You know what their stats have looked like, what their season has looked like, all of the above. Um, it's just you have to know every possible thing about every single player, and then you got to know all the team narratives. you got to know um, – You know, what's the history of these teams facing each other? What does it mean for these teams if one were to win? What does it mean for the other one to win? Uh, You need to know the story about the coach. You need to know the story about their coaching history, how they got into coaching, you know, what they've done in the past, what their previous records have been, what each team's – like I could just go on and on. And all that stuff you need to not only know, but you need to know – you need to be able to recall within a second. You know, when I'm calling play-by-play, when the ball is, you know – going from each player to the next you need to know their name you need yeah, to know who it is yeah. in a fraction of a second yeah so
3: i got a scenario for you then play okay. by play mm-hmm. it's tim he's on the 16th tee at the waste management okay you know in front it's 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 sunday he's in contention and he shanks it how, how how's that gonna how would that sound on a it, would,
2: it wouldn't be a shank. Tim's Tim's shot under pressure it would oh, be it's a massive pull draw. Like he it'd might be fifty actually. <laughs> yards offline. Perfect. I'll be playing
1: from the hospitality tent. I'll be able to grab a quick beer. That's a TIO. That's it's a, a TIO. TIO. Yeah, free drop. I'll grab a beer. <laughs> hit wow. the next one on. Make the
4: putt. What a bummer. What a. Bull- Here, yeah, that's another thing about golf. Other sports, you don't necessarily need to know the fast, actual yeah. track, but golf. You need to know the entire golf course, right when someone's stepping over a shot, you need to be able to be like, "Yeah, like you know they're hitting into this screen and that it's gonna if they miss on the right part of the yeah. green it's gonna funnel down. You need to know all of that i remember uh i um Johnson Wagner is a co-worker oh, yeah. of mine at uh Five clubs, and he invited me into um into the booth with him and steve while they were calling the 3m open just to kind of listen along they let me sit on headset in the booth and listen along and uh it was so much fun i thought it was so neat but it was cool you know for me having played tpc so many times Mm. i was listening and i was like oh my gosh i got some really good insight Mm. to add about this shot that they have in particular or this chip um but you know it would be hard to have that kind of knowledge you don't get to play every single golf course that you call the the you know tournament on 100 times like i've played tpc 100 times but that's def- that's the kind of stuff you got to know that's the kind of stuff that adds to a broadcast you don't want to say anything that's not meaningful you don't want to say anything that someone at home listening is like well, obviously, or I already knew that, or I could tell you that. You know, you want to be able, you want to be a broadcaster that when people flip on the, the broadcast, mm-hmm. they want to listen to you because it adds to the viewing experience.
1: So speaking of, of views, a lot of different ways to consume golf right now. So there's a host of different places you could go from YouTube to Live to the PGA. What are your ideas on the future of golf? What's, what's that going to look like for the viewer what options are we going to have and Mm. where would you like your voice to be heard which which platform
4: oh boy that's that's difficult to say for sure uh I would say uh, media and sports viewing is just evolving so much especially over the last couple of years I mean gosh cable is kind of dying and people are going more into streaming although you know with sports sports are still live sports is the only thing that's like saving cable right now in a way um sports and then maybe like one percent reality tv or something mm-hmm. like that but like it's um oh
1: is that an option for are you going to be on reality <laughs> no. TV? <laughs> no, no 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 no
4: but um i would say that with golf especially you know with the live tour and, and everything being so unknown right now kind of what the future of what that's going to look like um i I couldn't tell you. I, I really couldn't tell you, especially uh, social media, golf media. It's crazy how much now that you see the PGA Tour is getting so active on socials, on Instagram, on X, on TikTok. Like, everything is, is going so digital. So I think that it's going to be really important for all broadcasters to have a really strong digital presence if you want your voice to be heard. And I also think that, um, I, I think that for me personally, I'm just going to be happy to – to get whatever opportunity mm-hmm. I can and just kind of continue to work my way up. It would, would be really cool to do play-by-play for golf one day. I thought I wanted to be a silent, silent reporter, but then the more I've worked and uh, go for sports and everything that I've done, I'm, I'm trying to go the more more the play-by-play route.
3: Sweet. Well, we, we know you're a busy woman. We've got lots <laughs> going on, and we appreciate you for coming on for our second time. Hopefully, you know, everything works out the way that you envision, and, and um, we're kind of looking forward to seeing where your path takes you. You know, I you know, Obviously, good luck at the end of the season. You know, your last being a gopher. And um, whatever endeavors that you decide to go with, we will be... uh rooting for you. Oh, so. well, gosh, thank Except you guys so you much. Except when you play against myself yeah, and Mike. that
1: We're going to see which way this break 80 bump goes during that <laughs> round. Yeah. That Absolutely. one particular... Just be day. Just that one carry day. me. Carry the me. most <laughs> serious
4: <laughs> golf round
2: you'll play this year. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, thank you guys so much. It's always a blast chatting with you. You guys had a lot of really insightful questions, got me thinking, so this was a lot of fun. You guys rock, and yeah, I'm looking forward to the match as well. You guys are going down. I've, yeah. I've actually never been less worried. So. <laughs> so.
2: yeah. Alright, thanks. If you would Saw me hit that seven iron with those game improving PXGs, you'd be worried. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> All right, thanks, Emma. Thank,
4: Thank you, guys. Thank you.
2: Maybe today's the day I brigade Want the ball to draw, but it keeps fading. No OB and no bogeys. I gotta keep it on the 80s. The gold,
0: when you hit it on one. Straight up the gut, baby. Now I got a wedge on my short game cravings. Little bit of edge on the sport makes gravy. So punch out the rough and tune to break 80. Break 80. Break 80. this shot. amazing. Break 80. Music.
2: Break 80. Break 80. Break 80.